Welcome to the Win UK pod. We hope you are blessed and inspired by what we have in store for you. Hello to all our listeners and welcome to the second episode of our new series Got Hope on the Win UK pod. I am Kim Ramos and I will be your host for this episode. In this four-part series, we will be exploring the experiences and challenges of young adults discovering hope in new ways through these unique and uncertain times. In this episode, we will discuss the different challenges surrounding mental health, but also the hope that we can find only in Christ through this challenging season. This will include conversations on faith, mental health, and some practical pointers based on our own experiences. Each episode will essentially be a chat with a few friends, and our aim is to be as honest and authentic, and we hope it encourages you, our listeners, to reflect and hold space in your friendships and relationships to talk about where your hope comes from. In the spirit of honesty, we just want to put a disclaimer that all opinions and thoughts shared in the series are completely unique to each individual. So I am so excited about this episode. This is episode two of the Got Hope series on the Win UK pod. But before we get into an exciting discussion, please, please allow me to introduce a couple of friends whom I can truly describe as blessings in my spiritual journey. So please welcome Christine Inchong and Joshua Fernandez. Hey guys. Hey. Hi. So guys, just so our listeners uh, can get to know you a little bit more, can you please tell us uh, just a little something about yourself? So maybe we can start with Christine. Hi guys, um, so I'm Christine slash CJ. So um, my friends outside of church will know me as Christine and people at church will know me as CJ. I am a nurse who's currently off sick due to my mental health. Um, so that's an interesting one. Um, I am also the media ministry head. Oh gosh, that makes me sound really, um, you know, imposter syndrome. But yeah, I've been uh, helping out with our church's online services since the pandemic. Um, and then one of the prompts we had was hobbies we took on during the pandemic. Um, I've been doing a lot of cross-stitch um, and also some scented candle making. So uh, yeah, that's been really fun and really good for the mind. Oh, wow. I didn't, Christine, I didn't know that scented candle making. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I, yeah, I, I, lo- I just like, like lighting scented candles in my room. It makes it such a huge difference. Um, wow, thank you for, for sharing those. Um, how about you, Josh? So hi, guys. Um, like Christine, I do work in health, but I am a safeguarding coordinator for one of the acute trusts in London. I also do it for the church. Um, I am also the safeguarding coordinator for Win UK. Um, 
any hobbies that I've taken up in, in the lockdown. I'm not proud of it, but I have taken up a lot of online gaming. <laughs> so if you are in Mobile Legends, do please come and join my team because I need to go up another rank. <laughs> That's about me, Kriya Kim. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, guys, for sharing. And just to um, just for our listeners, so uh, I am Kim Ramos, and I'm also part of the uh, Win UK Church here in Aylesbury. And guys, I am really, really excited about this episode and the fact that we get to have a discussion about mental health. It is, you know, a a sensitive matter and becoming more and more prevalent in perhaps our lives, communities as well, and in the world of, of healthcare in general. And I don't think we see enough organizations and groups talking about this. So it's such a blessing to be given the chance to discuss this matter with you, uh, with friends, with you guys. And I think it's, it's so beneficial that our professions are highly involved in mental health. So I think Mental health is not something new to us. Feel free to um, uh, just uh, share your thoughts, by the way, throughout this uh, this episode. So I'm sure that our listeners would, would like to, to know what you think about mental health as professionals and, of course, as church workers. So I think we'll, we'll go straight into it and... and um, we just really want to know your perspective on on mental health. So, can maybe wait? We can start with CJ. CJ, if I can ask you, what does mental health mean to you? Oh, <laughs> mental health. I think we've discussed this a few times, but it's such a broad topic, isn't it? Um, but for me, the way I see mental health is just like your physical body, um, your physical body, your physical health is, you know, how you look after your body. And for me, mental health is basically looking after your mind um, and also, you know, any, any issues um, that's got to do with it. Um, that is mental health and and it's important to, just like our bodies, invest the same effort and energy into making sure that it is all good. Um, so in a nutshell, that is um, how I would summarize what mental health is. Thank you, CJ. And you, I, I think that I totally agree with you. You know, physical health is, it's visible. You can see it. You know, if you have a broken arm, yeah, you can you can feel it, you can see it. However, um, mental health, it's invisible, isn't it? Um, you don't often see it. Um, how about you, Josh? What does mental health mean to you? Yeah, I think um, I do agree with CJ. It, it's quite a broad term, the, the word in itself, mental health. It can range from everyday mental health and well-being all the way to mental health problems or mental health illnesses. Um, but to me, um, mental health is more about my emotional and psychological and social well-being. As CJ said, it's something that often does become neglected, but it's as important as your physical health. It affects how we feel, 
It affects how we act. It even affects how we handle stress, how we relate to others. And it does affect how we make choices in, in life. And again, just to reiterate what CJ said, um, you can, and what you said, Kriya Kim, you can see physical health, you can see it deteriorating, but with mental health, it's quite hard to, to do that because it is invis invi blah, 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 blah. <laughs> invisible. <laughs> nice. And yeah, I, I, I totally, <laughs> I totally agree, Josh. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned about, you know, the, the, your emotional state, uh, sociological, and of course, how we feel because not many people, I don't think not many people are aware that mental health, like what CJ said, is such a broad term for a lot of um, a lot of these things. And of course, stress as well. It, it, you know, I'm glad you mentioned stress because that then reflects on how you work, doesn't it? Like how you yeah. present yourself at the workplace. And if, you know, if you, you cannot handle your stress, if you cannot manage it, then that's gonna have a um, uh, an effect on how you do your job. So, thank you guys for for sharing. That's that's really interesting. I think for me, mental health is uh, it's basically what you said. It's you know it's just like physical health, but it's in your what what's in your mind. It's it's in it's in your mind and it affects a lot of things. So like what Josh said, you know, your emotional, your sociological which then affects your friendship groups and how you present yourself as an individual to other people. And of course your, your stress and it could also be um, having anxieties and it doesn't even have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be a severe anxiety. It could be as small as just getting worried about something and just going back to what CJ said, it's about looking after that. You know, if you have a little wound on your skin, you do not neglect it, right? You put a you put a band aid on it, you put a plaster on it, uh, you clean it, and so what's stopping us from looking at even the minor uh, things in regards to mental health and really paying attention to that as well? Yeah. So that's really insightful, guys. Thank you for for sharing those thoughts. Since, you know, we are now in the modern, modern world and we, I hate to, to mention it, but uh, it's the fact of life that COVID is within us and has infiltrated our communities and our church, even our friendship groups and our homes. So how big an issue do you think it is in our society and in our communities, um, for example, your churches, your friendship groups, and your work as well, how big of an issue do you think it it is? Maybe we can start with CJ. I think what's great about now is that people are becoming more mental health aware. Um, so people are a lot more are making much more of an effort into understanding what mental health is and 
also understanding how to help people who are struggling with their mental health. And I, I just want to point out that mental health isn't just everything that is wrong with your mind, because mental health is also like, can be a positive thing, right? Um, so I think people are making a lot more effort now on how we can make sure that we don't get into the, the darker sides of our mind, because, you know, once you get there, it's hard to get out sometimes. Um, but I think because it's still changing, there's still a lot of um, more awareness that needs to be done. There's still, I guess, issues um, within our society. Um, you know, something like, for example, like our culture, um, as Filipinos, like mental health is very um, alien to us um, because our parents and our grandparents were born to be resilient people. You know, like if, if something bad happens, like a typhoon happens or the war happens, they just knew that they had to go into survival mode and there was no time to kind of wallow in your emotions. And so I think culturally, there's still a lot of struggles there. And like, you know, personally for me, it's something that I have to constantly explain to my parents um, or like our uncles and our aunties. But you know, I, I appreciate that they are very interested in understanding it. Um, maybe as Christians, there's still a lot of taboo in terms of like mental health. Um, personally, anyway, I've always, like before I struggled with it myself, I, I thought that, oh, because I'm a Christian, I'm not allowed to be anxious. I'm not allowed to be scared or like, I'm not allowed to be depressed. But actually, that was a completely wrong perspective, even from, for, for me. Um, and it's only really until recently when I was going through it myself, like self, like accepting that myself, that as a Christian, I am allowed to, like, it's not a bad thing necessarily for me to admit that I am anxious. It doesn't make me less of a Christian if I'm depressed. Um, I, you know, I, I read this thing um, online where, you know, having all of these like being anxious and being depressed is it's just another I guess indication or just another reason and I guess what would I call it it's another um it just signifies that we basically live in a fallen world you know, we live in a world that there is suffering and it affects us and we're humans. And, you know, having mental health is, having issues with mental health just means that we need God more. So that's maybe the church and sometimes in the workplace as well, like you mentioned earlier, right? Um, mental health is so hard to see and so people don't often can't see your progress in your mental health. You know, um, you could be off sick from work and people think, okay, a month is enough. But actually sometimes when you're struggling with mental health, you have to take like longer to take off from work. So there's still that as well, like trying to understand that and trying to support employees with their mental health. I think it's still very new. And CJ, um, in regards to the, the workplace thing, I guess then that causes another layer of anxiety for the person or stress 
because now they will feel like they're being judged, you know, um, uh, especially if you're in a tight community and you've been off sick for a long time. Uh, and, you know, some people might be saying, hang on a minute, why are you not coming in? Yeah. You wonder if there's a, a real legitimate reason for this. Um, so I think there's definitely pressure from society as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I'm off sick from work because I'm currently suffering from from trauma. You know, um, most of our people from church would know that mom, my mom um, was critically ill from COVID. And so that had a lot of effect on my mind. And so I've had to take off time of work because, you know, being a nurse and, you know, seeing patients that are really sick, that's that's not easy. And I recognize that it's not good for my mental health and and I agree with you like trying to sort out work while you're off sick has given me a lot of anxiety um one again because of our you know false perceptions of mental health and I guess this is also mine like I'm scared that people won't understand me and I'm not saying that that's my workplace's fault. I think that's also my own perspective. Um, like, I'm scared that people will just think I'm not doing anything, you know. Um, and also trying to explain that to them is hard for me. Because it's already hard that you go to therapy and you talk about all these, like, emotional stuff. And then to explain it to your manager who is... You know, you're not friends, you're colleagues, you know, sharing sensitive information like that. It's, it's hard. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I feel lucky anyway that I have colleagues who understand it. And I think that goes back to what I said before. We're becoming a society that's being more aware and people are trying to support people as much as they possibly can. But there is still like, it's so hard. It's really hard. It's not easy. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad you, you mentioned that, CJ, and, th and thank you for sharing. Um, that is quite a personal um, testimony, you know, and uh, I, I really commend uh, your, your courage to, to share that with us. Um, but I totally agree with those, with those points. And it's just, you know, it feels like when you have to explain yourself to your therapist, and then you have to um, go through that again with your manager, and then with everyone who says, oh, how are you? Uh, what happened? What's wrong? And then you feel like, oh, I'm going to have to say the whole thing again. Uh, you might as well put yourself on record uh, and play it every time someone asks. Um, and it's not totally pleasant. Um, but like you said, we are so blessed to be part of a very supportive community and church especially. And so, um, yeah, really glad and that we are part of a gracious community. But one thing you also mentioned, which, uh, which really made me smile, is uh, when you talked about culture, because uh, we all have different cultures, and I'm sure our listeners um, will have come from different parts of the world, maybe, um, or even different parts of UK, and therefore there will be a variety of culture and I think that's really important that you mentioned how that can affect it too. You know, uh, each culture has different perspective uh, and perception 
and the way they, they grew up, the way they were trained by their parents, the way their society works, I think that really has an impact on it as well. And um, of course, uh, when you said about the fallen world, uh, that made me smile because I literally wrote it down. I wrote it down on my, on my notepad and then you said it. I was like, oh, wow. Um, I, I, I share your sentiment there, uh, CJ, because I, I, I also uh, have anxiety and, and therefore it reminds me every time I feel anxious, it reminds me of um, that consistent, constant brokenness of a Christian um, that I cannot do this by myself. Therefore, every day I need to rely on your grace, Lord. And because like what you said, we are part of a fallen world still. Um, so sadly, we cannot live a perfect life until we go to heaven and uh, Jesus comes back. Um, so I, I, you know, there's a lot there. There's a lot there that is a very good, that are very good points. And so thank you so much for, for sharing. And Josh, can I ask you the same as well? Uh, how big an issue do you think it is in, in our society and communities? Thank you guys for sharing. That was um, amazing. Just listening to you too. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I think as you guys already mentioned previously, it, because physical health, you can see it. And um, there's, a, there's a stigma around mental health. What you were saying earlier, Kiyo Kim, about um, when CJ was talking about her workplace, um, just, just that fear of being judged. It's like when you have a, a broken leg or you, you have a, something, break, a, a broken bone, basically. Um, more people are compassionate to you. But when it comes to mental health, it's, it seems to be almost, your perception of it seems to be almost the opposite. And I think it's because of the lack of awareness of mental health. I think CJ, we're both quite lucky because we work in health. Um, that people are more open to it, but um, different parts of, of the society may not be as open to, um, to the health service um, uh, as us. And I think as, as you guys said as well, it's, it's culture as well. Um, I know that England has done a lot of mental health awareness and it's um, given rise to a lot of, uh, of, of, yeah, awareness to mental health, but other cultures as well, especially with Filipino culture, sometimes it's it's becomes neglected in a way. It's not as it's something that you just brush to the side more than your physical health. You know, when you talk about your physical health, you say, "Oh, I'm getting quite chubby now. I'm going on a diet," but no one never never really says. No one ever says to you, um, "I'm becoming quite down. Uh, I need time to, to speak to someone." or or be by myself or, or whatever your coping mechanisms is. Uh, yeah, to me, um, and to me, mental health affects everyone. It, it, it does affect everyone. It's, it's like physical health. It affects you in every stage of your life from childhood to adolescence to adulthood. 
like our physical well-being, everyone is affected by mental well-being. It's about how you feel right now, how will you cope with everyday life. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing, as CJ said. Mental health is, is not a bad thing. It's, it's your mind. Uh, it can change from moment to moment, day to day, month to month, but it affects everyone like physical health does. And Josh, I'm, 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 I'm really glad that you mentioned those things because I just realized right now, uh, we are so blessed that we have this, this panel that we have you guys join us uh, for this episode because um, uh, if I may remind the, the listeners that we have right now, we have such a wealth of experience and knowledge here. You know, we have a clinical nurse with us and we have a safeguarding officer um, with us and therefore, and I am a, a, a school teacher uh, myself. So I think, like I said earlier, mental health is not new to us. And we are so blessed. I just want to reiterate that we are so blessed to be part of a gracious uh, and kind community. Uh, because Joshua also mentioned about compassion um, that we get from other people. And sometimes it's so hard to to get that from people who are not as aware about mental health. So I'm glad guys that you've um, put emphasis on the positive notes um, about mental health as well, because there's a stigma, isn't there? Uh, when you say mental health, oh gosh, here we go. Depressed, anxiety, what now? You know, <laughs> uh, self-harming. You say it and people think of that straight away. But one thing that they don't know is like what CJ said earlier and what Josh said earlier as well. It could be a good thing as well. It's yeah. it's like fitness, you know, for your body. When you're keeping fit, uh, physical well-being doesn't have to be that you have a, a disease or a, a chronic disease. It means like you're keeping yourself healthy and same with mental health. It could be a really positive thing. Yeah, for sure. I actually watched a video recently. Um, it was from the self space. So they're, um, you know, a mental health um, company as well who give who provide therapy for professionals. And um, they are exploring, like they ask this question as when is the right time to go therapy? And actually most all of them said, you can go to therapy whenever you feel like going like therapy is not like it's not you don't just go to therapy because something is wrong you can actually go to therapy even when everything is okay so it's again like a misunderstanding of what therapy is and like you said Kim right like if we want to stay healthy we go and exercise it doesn't necessarily mean that we're sick but we just go to the gym because we want our body to be healthy and I think it's the same for mental health isn't it like and I, for me, that's the biggest issue. It's like the misunderstanding and misconceptions of what it is and the, the link of negative um, connotations around it. When actually we should, like, like everyone has um, repeated multiple times in, in this um, episode is, you know, it, it can be a positive thing. You know, as simple as taking a bath just to relax is investing in your mental health. And I think people don't realize that, right? So and those little 
those little relaxation time, you know, giving yourself a break. But we need to save this for a, a later discussion because <laughs> later on, for our listeners, let me just reassure you guys that we will talk about some practical tips as well as how you can uh, better manage um, mental health based on our own personal experiences. So we are not by any means uh, professionals um, when it comes to mental health. We are not psychologists or, or you know, therapists, but based on our own personal experiences, we can definitely give an advice or two in regards to keeping uh, a well-balanced mental health. So guys, I really appreciate those answers and some of your answers, if not most, um, have been very personal and therefore I just find it more, uh, most fitting to ask and move on to the next uh, set of questions, which are a bit more personal to us. Um, so we all have our own unique experiences involving mental health. Uh, so I think it would be nice if we could share our own personal experiences with our listeners and maybe perhaps go um, a bit more deeper into it uh, as long as you're comfortable with it, obviously. So uh, my first question to you guys, and maybe we can have Josh uh, answer first uh, for this one. Um, it's quite a, a broad question, Josh, but um, how has your mental health affected you personally? I mean, it depends what side of the bed I get up this morning. <laughs> Did you wake yeah, up I on think... the right side of the bed today? <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, to me, I've, well, um, because of the nature of my work, um, mental health, uh, we, we do get quite a lot of supervision. But um, I think, yeah, it does affect me every day. Uh, my mood is my mental health. Um, as I said, even though it's a joke, um, little things can affect my mental health. When I wake up, I'm, I'm feeling happy. And then I go to work, something happens. I'm depressed the whole day. <laughs> and, and maybe it's the other way around as well. I wake up, I'm not in the mood. And then when I get to work or, or I go to see my friends, something happens and I'm happy again. And then something else happens and I go sad. <laughs> it varies to me. Yeah, so again, going back to it, uh, well, due to the nature of my work, um, I feel that some days I, I, I neglect myself. For those who don't know, um, with safeguarding, I basically listen to or hear stories of, of other people's trauma and even if you have the tiniest bit of sympathy or empathy you you would you will get affected by those things uh, and sometimes because i work in that setting I, I tend to and being honest here i do tend to put myself to the side and shove those emotions for a later date and then after work i i have this feeling of of anger of frustration because I'm not looking after myself. I, I tend to just forget my feelings to the side. And I can see it because when, when I'm 
going home from work sometimes in the car I'm just frustrated but then in those instances as well is where I really connect with God because at those car rides I literally can't listen to music at all it's either in silence or I listen to gospel music or podcasts but literally any other type of music would just annoy me and and, and those moments I, I think about God I, I rely on him and those are the moments where I have the most powerful and heartfelt prayers it, it's, it's those moments where I'm by myself and I need him the most and um, I remember um, probably a few days ago Sarah posted something it's 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 a very popular verse um, in the Bible it's the one that says um, come to me those who are weary and I will give you rest and I feel like for me, especially when I'm struggling with mental health, pouring my heart out to God and pouring what's in my mind to God is something that's really helped me overcome my everyday struggles when, when it comes to mental health. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm quite, Josh, I'm quite surprised. So you don't listen to any music at all when you, when, when you have one of those days and you're in the car driving, you don't listen to music at all. No, it, it, it annoys me. It annoys me. <laughs> I, I just, I get easily frustrated or annoyed when, yeah. when, I, when I've had a really stressful day at work and prayer or gospel music or podcast is the only thing that I would like to listen to because <laughs> everything else will just annoy me. <laughs> I, I totally get that, you know. <laughs> the last thing you want, I guess, when you've had a stressful day and you've turned the radio on and you hear, uh, I don't know, say, let it go singing on the radio and you oh go, no, God. I'm not let it go. <laughs> you just end up having a party. <laughs> I mean, let it go is a is a is a special one in my heart. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's hundred percent. It's true. <laughs> so I, I I truly appreciate that. Uh, thank you. And I guess I think I I speak for well, we speak for a lot of people when when we say that it's it's so hard to detach yourself from your work, especially like what you said. You work in in safeguarding. And therefore, you listen to horrible stories, you know, to abuse, to traumas. You listen to the unpleasant side of things um, from families, from people, from real lives. And therefore, it's so difficult to detach emotionally. And I'm not surprised if, if you know, sometimes when you get home and, or in your car, that you will still bring that with you. Um, because it, it happens in real life. You can't just say, oh, gonna forget about that. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. How about you, CJ? How has, how has your mental health affected you? Um, I think a lot similar like Joshua, like my work um, involves a lot of sadness, you know, working in intensive care unit or even just as a student nurse, I've experienced a lot of negative um, experiences um, in the workplace. So that definitely has impacted my mental health and, and you know, detaching from your sick patients, that's very, very, very difficult. But um, on a more personal level, I have, I have gotten anxiety as well. Um, 
over the years, um, most especially surrounding um, university work. So I, I'm not sure how many people from uni are listening right now, but that was quite a stressful time for me. And um, I remember during deadlines, my anxiety was really, really bad. Um, and it was it came to a point where actually I was not able to manage that myself. Um, and then on my third year of university doing nursing, um, I experienced burned burnout because I um, I had a lot of health issues before my third year, and so sorting that out while also studying in my second year that was really stressful for me. And you know you're physically tired, and then you all of a sudden your brain has to switch on for third year of uni. That was stressful and. It was also a scary time for me because I felt a lot of pressure to do well on my last year, but I was so tired. And so that was a time also that I seeked help um, because I knew that if I didn't ask for help, I would just not do well in uni and I will continue to feel tired, burnt out. And I was like experiencing really, really low moods. Um, clinically, I was not diagnosed as depressed, but I was heading towards that, that path, definitely. Um, and now more recently, like I've mentioned, I'm, I'm off from work. Um, you know, I've gone through something really traumatic. Um, it was not easy, obviously, like, watching someone you love almost lose their life and also it doesn't help that I'm I'm a nurse and I know kind of all the negative um, outcomes that didn't help my mental health I was constantly just worried um, and it, I was constantly anxious that something terrible would happen to my mom um, and then going back to a similar setting that my mom was in was very traumatic for me as well. Um, so it was just a lot of brain work. And, and you know, I, I guess I forget to mention, but I'm a newly qualified nurse who also started in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but still, that was a lot on my That was a lot on my mental health. I remember after my first day at work, I literally went home and I cried myself to sleep because it was just, I've never seen that many people so sick. You know, I've, I've had a placement in, in intensive care unit before, but they weren't as sick as COVID patients. And that was a lot for me to take in. So this year has just been extremely difficult on my mental health. Um, and, you know, no matter how many times I tried to look after it, things happen around you. And sometimes you can't control how you react to it, um, especially if you've gone through something traumatic. And yeah, it, it's been hard, it's been hard, but the one thing that has kept me going is, is hope, you know, knowing that all of this will pass. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's something like awful that I'm going through at the moment, but I know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and, just like your physical cell, like your physical health, if you're sick, like it's not easy to get better when you're sick. 
takes a lot of time, takes a lot of energy. And, and so that's what I'm focusing on now. It's not pressuring myself to, to get better in any way. It's just, I am going to go on this journey and wait how therapy and how God is going to move in my life and mm. not rush myself because it's, it's no good. I tried to rush myself back in July to just go to work and, you know, act like everything was fine. And it bit me so hard. Um, I mean, CJ, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not a nurse myself, so I, I don't know, but I can imagine um, starting as a, uh, as a, as a qualified nurse in a normal, uh, during a normal period is hard enough as yeah. it is you know, the, the type of adaptation you have to go through and the responsibility on your shoulders. You have people's lives here. Um, you're dealing with those things. So how much more was that difficult when you have a pandemic in your midst, right? So yeah, I totally feel your sentiments and um, I'm really sorry to, to hear and go back to the story about um, how uh, your mom was hospitalized, uh, but I truly appreciate your your honesty and your testimony because it is a blessing. Because mm. of it, we saw God's provision. Because of it, we saw how sovereign our God is. Yeah, and because definitely. of it, we have a great testimony from you guys. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And again, like, you know, if we want to go all science about it, like, it's actually better to talk about traumatic stuff um, rather than keeping it in. And that's the same also in our faith, isn't it? Like, it's better for you to be honest with God and say, like, Lord, I'm really having a bad and awful time at the moment, rather than keeping that in, because it's it's not going to be good at all for you. And so for me, I, I think it's a privilege for me to be able to share this story with you guys. Yeah, I agree with these age. It's better to talk about it than to keep it in. And I said, um, as I said earlier, when um in the car when I'm praying, I'm basically killing two birds with one stone because I'm speaking about it and I'm letting it out, but I'm also venting it to God, and I'm also asking for His um comfort around me when I'm dealing with those particularly hard times. And guys, really, thank you for sharing those. And, you know, about in, in terms of speaking about those things and, of course, talking to God about it, I think sometimes we, we tend to forget that God is a loving father to us, that God is someone who hears us. And when you said that, CJ, I just it just reminded me of Philippians 4, 6, which says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And he said it right there that, you know, speak to him. Instead of, instead of spending time getting worried, which also said in the Bible will not add days to your years, speak to the Lord about it. He's, he's listening. He's a loving, kind, gracious father. So speak to him. Yeah, definitely. And from a practical sense as well, you know, we live in a society, especially at these times, where it might be hard 
to to find someone who you, who um listens to you to find a friend that will listen to you prayer is a way where you can vent out your issues your problems without being judged yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's wonderful and yeah. including and and just uh, and that's including the church community right yeah yeah and especially when you're feeling low it, you tend to uh, retract from from community mm-hmm. And prayer is a 24-7 thing. <laughs> Whenever you want to, just head up high and just say, God, I need your support, your provision. I, I need your comfort at yeah. the moment. I mean, there's times like when I was still going to work or I'm on the way to placement as a student. Like I'm anxious every day whenever I go to work because I don't know what I'm going to expect, right? Mm. I don't know how sick my patients are going to be, like yesterday my patient was fine and then I don't know how they were overnight and who am I gonna call early in the morning you know and you know and so for me like what's really helped is as I'm walking I am praying because I'm like Lord I'm really scared about this I don't know what to expect but I know that you're in control and that's really really helpful like on your drive home I'm sure Joshua it's hard to just call someone sometimes and so prayer must be the easiest yeah yeah it's just the fear of am i bothering that person am i maybe he doesn't have time or she doesn't have time god is is always there for you and especially if you're the kind of person who is you know would hate to bother anyone because you feel you feel like you're going to bother them because this is your problem. And therefore, why do you need to tell them and make it their problem? You know, so going back to, to what I said earlier, we're so blessed to be part of, of a gracious and caring community and church um, here, in, here in the UK. So guys, really, really thankful and blessed for those, for those points. In, in light of, of those things that you've said, there's still a stigma around mental health. And therefore, like we were talking about talking to our friends, maybe talking to our workmates, maybe talking to professionals about it. Sometimes we don't talk to the right person. And sometimes, and that's, that's not our fault. It's not their fault. But like what you said, it, it's because of the awareness. Some people lack awareness when it comes to mental health. And therefore, for you guys, what's the most helpful thing that you could hear? And also, what's something that people mistakenly think is helpful, but actually harmful? Like, you know, for example, and maybe we can go uh, CJ first w- with this one, just to give a, a quick example. So, for example, if someone said, oh, I feel depressed today, or something like, oh, I feel like self-harming. And some people will say, oh, you'll get over it. It's only, it's only a phase. It's only a, a moment in your life. Or something like, you know, oh, you need to toughen up, uh, boy. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, so starting with CJ, how, what are the things that, that will be uh, helpful if, if you're someone who's suffering from mental health? And what are the things that we can say that will actually be helpful? Mm. Gosh, 
I've had a lot of um I think this is a culture thing again but I've had a lot of like why are you crying <laughs> um and that's not like that's not bashing my parents at all because like I mentioned earlier like they were born to be survivors like they they were they were brought up in a society where they had to survive and so there was no time for crying then and so that's not at all like a bash towards my parents but um when you're crying it's not helpful <laughs> when your parents are asking you why you're crying or like can you stop crying it's not good for you because actually crying is good for you um so i think culturally there's still a lot of um struggles there but i'm just so i'm so incredibly blessed that my parents are trying trying their best to shift their minds and that only happened once i became very honest with them so i think that's also a key here you have to be honest about what you need to whoever you're talking to like because i think it's so hard like if you're if you're a friend and you're calling someone it's hard for you to help someone when you don't know how to help them right especially if you 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 don't know much about how to help someone with anxiety at all and so for someone who's having anxiety it's also very important for us to tell them i'm calling you and i just need to cry or i just need to vent or express myself um because then it makes it easier for the other person to help you because that's exactly what you need so that's i guess a tip for me that's what's helped me having um expectations say from like um Julio my boyfriend did not help the conversation at all did not help me because how can he how can i expect so much from him when he's over the phone or something because a lot of the times when i'm having a panic attack he's not with me so i can't expect him to to fix me or no expect him to say exactly what i need to hear unless i'm honest about it and so maybe a shift of perspective as well from the receiving end is important but for for someone who's the friend calling the, the anxious i think very important is to listen and not just hear things because a lot of the times i've experienced that sometimes when i talk to people about what i'm going through they're just hearing things and they're not actually actively listening to you and that's very frustrating when you're already anxious and you already feel like oh, i like am i like weird or something because that plays around with your mind when someone's not really listening to you that doesn't help and i think that's key you have to listen before you give advice because sometimes as well like the advice is more harmful because they just want to fix you and actually that person doesn't need a fix they just need someone there to make them feel like they're not alone right like i like if i call someone and i'm like i'm having a panic attack i don't necessarily need an advice straight away i just need to call like be there with me during the storm and then once i've calmed down maybe you know that's the right time so it's not also what you say it's like when you say things um like some people just want to like okay this is your problem let's fix it together and it's like no nah, man i don't need that i just want to cry 
Um, that reminds me, CJ, of, uh, sorry, that reminds me yeah. of a saying. Um, we have two ears and one mouth. Yeah. Use it professionally. Definitely. <laughs> like, you know, as we're at our professional like work, we're always told, right, listening is important. And I think we need to apply that to our friends and our family. We really need to listen. Um, and one thing I don't find helpful sometimes, and I appreciate um, where they're coming from, is like, why are you depressed? Like, you're a Christian. Or like, why are you scared you're a Christian? And it's like, I get where they're coming from. Like, yeah, we shouldn't be scared or blah, blah, blah. But also I'm human, you know, I'm human and I'm allowed to feel these emotions because I'm not perfect and the world around me isn't perfect. And so maybe we need to shift what we're saying. It's not so much like, why are you crying or why are you depressed or a Christian? It's like, maybe we need to change that dialogue a bit and be like, I understand that you're depressed, but why don't we both take this to God and ask him for answers? Because in all honesty, we can't fix each other. You can't fix your friend. No matter how many positive things you say to someone who is going through like anxiety or panic attacks, sometimes it doesn't penetrate. And it's really only God. It's only God that can give you that inner peace. And so we shouldn't try so hard to be like, oh my gosh, my friend is depressed and I need to fix them. You, you can't. I'm really sorry. You can't. And you, you need to just, um, you need to push your friend to just go to God or really just be there for them. That's, that's the best you can do. Because then if, if, you, if you find out later on that the person wasn't fixed, then that has a knock-on effect. And, and then yeah. you start saying, well, what's wrong with what I've said, you know? Yeah. And that will then affect your friendship. And so I totally hear you, CJ. And I, I do share those sentiments as well. Mm. How, about, um, how about you, Josh, from a, uh, a safeguarding perspective? Um, and also as a, you know, as a, as a family man, um, surrounded by your family and friends, um, what do you think is, is one of the most um, mistakenly, th- those things that people say but actually are not helpful and what should we then say? Yeah, I think CJ was right. What she said in the beginning, sometimes people are quick to give answers rather than actively listening, uh, are quick to dismiss it rather than seeking to listen. And I think that's probably the worst thing you can do um, when when someone is trying to vent out to you is is for you to to have a quick answer or or just for you to dismiss it and say that it's not important. Um, It's fine, you'll get over it. I think the most important thing that someone can do is probably just to listen and actively listen to to someone who's, who's going through problems. And uh, as what CJ said as well, when it comes to, um, oh, you're fine, you're a Christian. It's that whole stigma, isn't it, of, of, of being a Christian that you can't have <laughs> mental health problems. And people tend to forget that like your physical health, your mental health also can be affected by everyday life. And it's probably more affected than your physical health 
in terms of um, everyday life. And as you said, we live in a world where sometimes it's chaotic and everything that your, your eyes see, your ears hear, your mind processes. And, and it, it takes that one thing that can trigger something in your mind to, for it to, to, to unfortunately, um, how would I say deteriorate, but it's not really the right word, but um, it takes that one thing that can trigger in your mind that will set off a knock-on effect that will affect your whole mood and can affect more and more things if, if, if nothing's been done to it, if, if you don't seek any help. But yeah, I think listening actively is, 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 is right. And also if, if they need to always encourage to seek help, um, it doesn't have to be always encouraged to seek help, to speak to someone. It doesn't have to be their family, it can be their friends. And if they need it, encourage them to seek professional help as well. Encourage them to speak to charities because as we said from the beginning, mental health is so broad that there are people dedicated for this line of work. There are people out there that will help you if you need it. But then as well, going past that, um, if someone is expressing um, suicidal intent as well or, or intent to harm, I think you have to be honest with them and say, are, are you, are you um, thinking about suicide? Are you thinking about harming yourself? Because people sometimes, they, for, they tend to feel that it can have a negative impact and you, maybe you're, you're um, putting that into their head. But actually research shows that that doesn't really um, heighten the risk um, of, of suicide if, you, if you're asking someone if they've felt or, or if they've, they've um, intended to, to end their own life but again going back I think listening is probably the best the best thing that you can do for someone and encourage them to, to, to seek help when they need it nice I you know what guys they, there's so much there that I, I agree with and 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 totally um, on point uh, the things that you guys have said and as a school teacher I have this thing at school so you know at school after after all the lessons you have form time where your uh, tutees your form goes back into the classroom and just end the day with with their form tutor which is me and there's this thing that i use um a, a metaphor that i use with them and it's called a, a coke bottle and you know imagine if you're a coke bottle every time you go into lesson you get shaken up you go to second lesson, you get shaken up. Fourth lesson, you get shaken up. Fifth lesson. And then by the time you get to the end of the day, what's going to happen? You open that bottle, you're going to explode. So what can we do to, to reduce that risk? What can we do to alleviate um, the risk of us just imploding? You know, and even to, to young people, that's why it's so important um, for me anyway, to, to really look after the mental health, your mental health at an early stage so that it doesn't reach that, that tipping point, you know, um, where you have to get, um, you have to get drastic with your, with you, with your, uh, with your help and when seeking counsel.
I, I think Kuya Kim that um, what CJ said earlier as well was right that um, you can't help you can't you can't change someone um, their their own body they should um, they know their own body more than you do and um, for me I, I think it's just being there for them but um, in terms of uh, you yourself well me personally I'm not sure about other people um, to the Take that early stage of, of I'm going through something. I, I try to develop my own coping mechanism because um, because I know my own body more than anyone else does. So I know that when I'm feeling down, this is what I need to do and this is what I need to do. But obviously, I would still need someone to listen to me if, if, if something does happen. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. making a lot of sense. No, you did. You, did. you made sense. You know, that's, 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 that's a sensible uh, advice because like what I said, that Coke bottle, what you can do is just listen to someone and that's going to, yeah. you know, that could be start, that something to stop the fizz. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's that resistance, isn't it? That resistance where everyone has their own resistance. Everyone has um, their own trauma. So something that will affect me might not affect you, Kuya Kim, or might not affect CJ. And something that will affect CJ might not affect me. So it's it's knowing your own body and what affects you, isn't it? It's that resistance. Yes. I I totally, guys, I totally agree with, with all those points. Now, there's there's so much we need to discuss. And and I have to say, time flies really when you're in, in such an open and relaxed conversation with friends. So guys, it's been amazing chatting with you about these things that we don't usually just talk about openly. Um, I'm sure some of our listeners learned something new and, and I find this time with you guys really refreshing and motivating. Um, so given the limited time that we have, for this episode, I think it is time to wrap up, uh, but not to end the discussion, but simply just to pause it because there's more that we need to discuss and talk about in the next episode, which is part three of the series, Got Hope on the Win UK pod. But before we pause this discussion, let me just ask you guys a quick fire question, which I hope will be beneficial to all our listeners. So before we pause the discussion, using only one word, describe the hope that you find only in Christ, using only one word. That's so hard. <laughs> because God is abundant. Oh, there you go. Abundance. Abundance. I love it. CJ has abundance. How about you, Josh? Feeling the pressure, Joshua. <laughs> One word. Wow. It's hard, right? God is God. Uh, that is my word. That's three words. <laughs> is that cheating? <laughs> that's three words. I said one word. <laughs> All loving. <laughs> All dash loving. 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 There you go. We got. Sorry. Um, yes, I, I forgot this was on Spotify. I I, I um I uh, air type dash. All loving. 
all dash loving. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for that. Again, I found this this chat you know, really refreshing and motivating. And I pray that our listeners would feel the same. Um, you know, living in an ever-changing world and now that the government um, is on the news, the government is thinking of a national lockdown again, um, this world is full of uncertainties and imperfection. The only thing that remains the same and perfect is the grace and love of our Lord God. His mercies, his mercies are new, fresh, every morning, and his love endures forever. And um, Jesus said in, in, in John 16, 30, 33, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. He said, take courage. I have overcome the world. And he he recognized that in this world, we will have tribulation. So to all our listeners, next episode, we will explain and expound on why we describe, we, we describe that hope we find only in Christ as abundance and loving. So stay tuned. To all, to all our listeners, let me just reassure you that the discussion about mental health does not end here. We will be back for a part two episode and we have lots more to talk about. So stay tuned for updates and episode reveals. Please visit our Instagram or Facebook account for more updates. Like I said, there's so much more to look forward to in the next episode and we'll talk more about practical tips from our own experiences and discuss how the Lord has given us hope despite the many challenges we face. So once again, thank you, CJ and Josh, for joining us for this episode. No problem. Thank and also, you. guys, if you have been affected by anything that we said, please seek out to your local church pastors or seek help from your local mental health um, community as well. It's very important. And um also reach out to us at support at wordinternational.co.uk if you need someone to talk to. Nice. Um, if, if you would like to, to stay connected and are looking for a, a Christian community or a church, please feel free to stay connected via our live online Sunday services, which is every Sunday at 11 a.m. So please visit wordinternationalministries.org.uk or you can look us up on Facebook, Word International Ministries UK, for more details. We have Bible study groups for adults, YAs and youths, and of course for kids too. And we would love uh, you to be part of it. So if you want to get in touch with any of us here, just add us, maybe follow us on Instagram, Josh. Um, if anyone would like to connect with you, where can we find you? If you want to follow me, I'm at G1OLO. I was going to say at NHS.net, but no, I'm at G1OLO. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> I love it. If anyone would like to connect with you, where can we find you, CJ? Um, if you would like to connect, to me please follow me at, please follow me oh my gosh <laughs> you can follow me at cja double i underscore on instagram 
um, and Christine Inshong on Facebook. Nice. Can I just say that you're more than welcome to our to all our listeners. You're more than welcome to follow our youth Instagram pages. So we have Win Multiply, that is like the overall youth uh, Instagram page. But because I'm also part of the Win Elsby Church, we have a separate youth uh, Instagram account, which is Win A Y Youth you're more than welcome to follow and send us a message there. We always have someone to check those, uh, those DMs. And of course, the email that J, uh, CJ mentioned earlier. Please, please reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. And so, yeah, please message us. <laughs> well, once again, CJ and Josh, thank you so much for, for joining us for this episode. So You're welcome. <laughs> there you thank have you. it. Thank you for having us. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. So there it is to all our listeners. Thank you so much for spending time with us. The purpose of this discussion is to share our thoughts and experiences with our own personal mental health. If you feel that your mental or emotional state is becoming a bit more challenging or worried about someone who may be going through something that involves their mental well-being, help is available. Please speak to your local pastor for counselling, mentoring or support. But also we urge and encourage you to speak to professionals such as your GP or local crisis team. Alternatively, there are charities such as the Samaritans who are available 24-7 to speak to those who need support with their mental health. And if you know anyone under the age of 18 who has expressed thoughts of suicide or self-harm, please speak to your safeguarding coordinator for advice. This may be through schools, church or GP. Thank you for listening and God bless.